Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Stitcher, Double Twist, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and many others, I'm sure, just random podcasting applications. I always appreciate those, and PodMN is like the local one that they like to plug and advertise a lot around this part of uh, the country, so... Yeah, definitely uh, think about getting that one. You can get rewarded for listening, and it's Minnesota-based podcasts and all that stuff. I need to get in touch with them. Maybe they could uh, work with me or something. But uh, i got to work with somebody, right? No, and I do appreciate the people I do work with. Those awesome M&W Prospects. And, of course, Derek Fels got great people out there. Uh, just jumping on right now for a very quick episode. Just want to get caught up with the postseason. I haven't done this in a while, really, something like this, uh, not, but obviously it's just such a different year and this and that, and I don't know, it's been an intriguing postseason, it's been fun to keep up with, uh, obviously State of the Wild is in the works, I've already recorded the first segment of it, and kind of waiting further and further, yes, the Wild have the ninth pick in the draft, this is mostly, again, going to be just kind of keeping uh, keeping up with the postseason, and a team all of us thought, oh, they stink, and the Wild just totally underachieved, and we just let them beat us. Well, they're pretty much just about ready to knock the St. Louis Blues out of submission. So it's safe to say the Vancouver Canucks are going to advance to the real second round of the NHL and like a third round in a way in this uh, unconventional postseason that might become permanent. We'll see. So, yeah, this show, I didn't take any questions or anything like that. Just spur of the moment type of thing. So all of your questions will go to the State of the Wild episode, the draft conversation and such because there will be no draft conversation on this particular episode. Uh, it's just, again, keeping up with the postseason. <clears throat> very, very intriguing situation. Of course, a lot of people bashing on uh, Milbury as well. Mike Milbury, I, I don't know. It's just, ah, you know, I, I just, I don't know. It's more politics. Everything has to be political now. Everything. Everything has to be political. It's just, uh, I don't know. Can't deal with it, quite frankly. It is what it is. Let's talk about hockey instead of politics. That'd be great. Uh, I had some of the matchups skewered and messed up a little bit in the Eastern Conference, even one in the West. For some reason, I thought Calgary was ahead of Vancouver, so I thought they'd wind up playing the... uh, I thought Calgary would wind up being the fourth seed, but I still had them playing Dallas, which is kind of funny, uh, that type of thing, if they were able to advance, which they did, of course. They rolled right past uh, Winnipeg. They just rolled right past them. That was nice. And then 
they had all the opportunity in the world to beat the Dallas Stars, and they just couldn't get the job done. Extremely frustrating at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to, I mean, I was cheering for Calgary. I know a lot, some people don't like them. I know there's dirty players in that team. I just kind of have an old fanship to them back in the day, late 80s, early 90s. I just kind of stick with that. But obviously, they're not my main team, the Wild are. Uh, same thing with the Vegas Golden Knights. Really, really like that team. Uh, they really kicked some booty with Chicago, getting a 3-0 lead in that series, wind up uh, blowing game four, but then just totally finishing the job. At the end of the day, uh, Colorado, Arizona was barely competitive at all. That was not a good series at all. So you got Colorado and Dallas, and most likely Vegas versus Vancouver. Uh, Vegas, since like early in 2020, has just been unbelievable. And then they got uh, Robin Renner, of course, added to the mix because Mr. Fleury, just, you know, he's just been inconsistent, obviously. Uh, has had some fantastic runs. He's got three rings officially, two of them as the starting goalie. The third one was Andy Murray leading the way with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, of course, in his early days in 2009, they got their first Stanley Cup championship. Um, but Fleury, I mean, it's just, I don't know, Mark andre Fleury, of course, inconsistent, really, most of the time, his last few years with Pittsburgh, and, of course, really good during the Vegas uh, playoff run a few years back. But then, uh, since then, it's just been hot and cold, hot and cold, and we all know how Vegas choked against the San Jose Sharks when they should have beaten them. I kind of feel that way with Calgary. Uh, they had so many opportunities to take a 2-0, 3-0, 3-1 lead in the series versus the Dallas Stars, and they just blew it. They just absolutely blew it, and they kind of got what they deserved. Absolutely pounded and obliterated in Game 6, which is pretty much what's happening between Vancouver and St. Louis right now. Obviously, the game isn't over, but it's 4 nothing Vancouver, so barring the most epic, beautiful, you know, there's no doubting the heart of a champion type of Houston Rockets type of comeback here for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Unless Barubi has some kind of don't ever doubt the heart of a champion type of run in them, St. Louis's defense of their Stanley Cup championship is about to come to a quick end. And it's kind of a shame, uh, but it is what it is. They got their Stanley Cup finally. And if the Vikings won the Super Bowl and then lost in the first round the next year, it would suck. But, hey, they got their Super Bowl, and no one's going to take that away. Not even an NCAA scandal or some bullcrap like we've been through with the Gopher basketball team many years ago back in 99. But, uh, I don't know, it's been a lot of fun keeping up with the postseason, and, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of both the NBA and the NHL. NHL's stronger suit for me, I'm going to be honest with you, especially the last several uh, last few years because the NBA has gotten too political. NHL's getting political as well, but not so much, not nearly as much. Not even close. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, for those of you that might like both sports, basketball and hockey, Tim Rules Explosion going to be releasing a show for that as soon as tomorrow because they got the number one pick in the draft. And I really wish the Minnesota Wild could have done the same. What an amazing year that would be. Uh, Lafreniere. See, this one, you know, you have a consensus number one overall pick and you even have a really nice number two pick, which might also be a star in Quinton Byfield. Unfortunately, the Wild will pick ninth in the draft, but still, at least you're in single digits. And last time I took ninth, it was Mikhail Granlin, Granlin, Mikhail Granlin, Granlin, who was a very talented player, but of course lacking in just that go get him department. Not as consistent as you need for a guy, from a guy that you believe could be a legitimate top line type of player. Uh, originally looked on as a center, and he never was that. So now I'm getting distracted again, but of course, it's okay to talk about the Wild a little bit because this is a Minnesota Wild show. Uh, but Colorado just owned Arizona, and that was kind of a bummer. It was hard to even keep up with that series because it just it just was like, eh, you know, it's like, okay, Colorado's ahead, and they won. Yep, Colorado's ahead, and they won. 
And Colorado just whooped up on the uh, Arizona Coyotes again, 7-1 to in the final game. It was kind of depressing and boring. And Calgary blowing three games in a row to the Dallas Stars was pretty bleep and depressing, especially the one that tied up the series 2-2. Two to two. That kind of sent the Calgary Flames in a, in a death spiral. Uh, Vancouver off to a rousing start, two games to zero after fresh off beating the Wild. They went five overall postseason games in a row before blowing a couple in a row to St. Louis. The Blues looked like a good team again, and then they just, you know, then they were carrying the momentum into game number five, and Vancouver just came roaring back and whooped their butts. It was just sad. It was sad. It's not like I hate Vancouver and love St. Louis, but, you know, you know, I kind of was happy for St. Louis when they won the Cub last year, and I still have some of that old dislike for Vancouver. I don't even know why, and plus we just lost to them. Obviously, it's a completely different team. There's no Matt Cook. There's no Mattias Oland. There's no this guy. There's no that guy. Uh, there's no, I don't know. So some of the players were actually pretty good. Uh, Markstrom has had a generally very good run, but of course he's beatable. If you're a Minnesota Wild fan, do you really want to cough up like $8 million a year for Markstrom, Jacob Markstrom? No. Uh, I would rather go the cheaper route and uh, a guy who's got his whole career ahead of him in Kapokakin, and if you really want to make an investment in the future, I would head that direction with Alex Daylock. That's just kind of where I'm leaning. And, of course, uh, some Adenim and Arata as well. I'm going to get deeper and deeper into the whole buyouts and all that. I was kind of talking about how buyouts, you know, you'd literally split the salary cap in half and then it would go, uh, it would double the years remaining. See, the double the years remaining was correct, but it's actually a little bit less when it comes to the cap hit. Sometimes, I mean, it depends on the situation and the contract. Sometimes the year right after the cap hit is much higher than half, and then after that it's lower. So it's it depends on the player, this and that. Dubnik would uh, only go, uh, I believe it would be 1.666 whatever against the, uh, well, let's say four sixes, so we don't use that other number, against the cap for two years. So it wouldn't be too bad if the Wild did buy out double G, Devin Dubnik. So again, getting caught up with some of that as well with the buyouts, and I'll be using that more and more, especially in the State of the Wild episode segment number two. There'll be a lot of conversation about buyouts with Victor Rask, Devin Dubnik, guys like that, and how crazy a buyout would look with Mads of Carrillo. Yeah, it would last for eight years, so that part is true. Uh, again, though, Vancouver will face off against uh, Vegas Golden Knights in the second round, Colorado against the Dallas Stars. So the conference semifinals look to be some good hockey. You got rid of some of the junk, like Chicago, as talented as they are and dangerous as they appeared to be when they beat the Edmonton Bleepin' Oilers, which was quite surprising. They, they just rolled past the Oilers. Um, what the flip, man? I mean, it was just crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, the way they just kind of rolled past that team. Edmonton just went belly up, and you get the 12-seeded team. I mean, you had two 12-seeded teams win, but then they got beat uh, fairly soundly by, well, obviously Vegas beat the, the Blackhawks pretty good, which is a good sign. Um, despite the uh, the young stars and the veterans who are still fairly young. Their Suter and Parisi are both better than our Suter and Parisi, if you know what I mean. And they got some legitimate young prospects, but the Wild do as well. When you're looking at Fiala and Kaprizov, just to name two right out of the gate there, and we'll see what happens with the rest. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll do some predictions after that. I'll probably do a show after each round, this and that, and do a little predictions after that. So cute little shows will pop out at the end of the playoff rounds. Or as a game like this is flashing before my eyes, 4 nothing. You know, and it's like, I have time to do it now. Might as well go for it. And I have the energy and the urge to do it. Uh, Boston, boy, so much for the Carolina Panthers. Or I keep See, that's what I did on the last show. Carolina Hurricanes. My apologies. Carolina Hurricanes. 
Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, Carolina Football Panthers. Carolina Football Panthers, Carolina Hockey Hurricanes. That rolls right off your tongue. Um, Boston, who I saw as the true number one seed in the Eastern Conference, is now the fourth, just like St. Louis, who was the number one seed in the West, and now they're pretty much done. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Vegas was going to get a tough opponent either way there, so, so it appears. And this was the best series for the most part, and surprisingly the best series in the Eastern Conference so far was the freaking Montreal Canadiens, the 12th seed versus the the uh, Red <laughs> the Red Robin, no, the Round Robin winning Philadelphia Flyers, who probably should have been the 4th seed, I think. I think Washington fits right at the 3rd. Should have been Tampa, Boston at the top. So that's kind of messed up, and that screws things up a little bit, and we'll get back to that in a couple seconds here as to how that shapes up. But uh, Philly finally beat Montreal today. Uh, obviously a strange, painful situation going on there with uh, only a one-game suspension. Uh, one of the brutal hits to the mouth. Not a good situation there, but um, I don't know. Boston was pretty much all over Carolina, kind of like they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. So Boston, after sucking in the round-robin tournament, if we can call it that, it was just a couple games. It was like, you know, like qualifying, whatever the heck it was. It, it three games and it decides your seed just like that. Boston just kind of slept walked through that and said, uh, whatever. And, well, now they look like the Boston Bruins again. Right? St. Louis does not look like St. Louis. They continue to stink like they did in the round-robin tournament. I, again, three games is not much of a tournament, but I guess it is sponsored by Red Robin. And in, in the perfect world, it would be. Uh, St. Louis just continued to stink for the most part, except for two games. And Boston completely picked it up and ro- rocked and rolled. A team that everybody, and I mean everybody, seems to be talking poorly about because I don't like the way they play. I don't like them. And everybody picked Washington. The New York Islanders, eh? The New York Islanders. New Yorker with a Canadian A at the end, I guess. Um, They really crushed the Washington Capitals. And I'm very impressed with the New York Islanders. And, of course, yes, it's their coach. So, obviously, the former Washington coach coaching the uh, (laughs) New York Islanders and what an amazing job he did at the end of the day. And obviously, uh, Barry Trotz, just what an amazing job. Short, stocky guy who plays a tough defensive style. Hey, and if you don't like tough defense and the neutral zone trap and all that and you hated all that, well, don't forget, I mean, we all love Jacques Lemaire, and we had our playoff success, and he won a Stanley Cup with New Jersey and took us to the conference final. I think New York Islanders have a very legitimate shot of going to the conference final considering who they're playing in the next round. Again, Philly over Montreal. It wasn't that exciting of a series. It just seemed prolonged. And, like, Philly's just, they're good. And Carter Hart versus Carey Price was a nice goaltender matchup type of thing. God, Montreal was just a 500 team. Back in the day, 500, you were a halfway decent playoff team back in the early 90s, late 80s. I mean, you had losing records usually for, like, the, the, the bottom-seeded teams. It's kind of funny. Nowadays, it's like 500 team in the playoffs. Yeah, sure. No. <laughs> and this year it was. Philly, again, the way they climbed up and got kind of hot and kind of lucky, I would say. Kind of lucky in terms of they were just hot at the right place, right time. Drew an easier matchup, even though Montreal was playing pretty well to beat Pittsburgh. Uh, They finally win the series in six again, which is crazy. Crazy that Montreal was as successful as they were in this postseason. Tampa, Columbus. Whew! You had the longest playoff game ever, basically, in the first game. I mean, good God, that was... uh, really something else. I mean, that was like the darndest thing you ever saw. Oh, man. I mean, that game just went on and 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 on. I mean, we're talking 
two games worth, three games worth, two and a half games worth of hockey, two and two-thirds games worth of hockey played in one day. Five overtime game in Tampa Bay against a team that swept them last season in the first round and upset them and ruined what was a fantastic, fantastic season. A lot of people thought Tampa was a legitimate cup contender, myself included. I thought they were going to beat Calgary in the final. That worked out great. That was a that was a great prediction right there. I mean, that is a many Christmas. I mean, that that uh, that bracket was absolutely obliterated at the very beginning of the playoffs. The way Colorado whooped up on Calgary after a game one win for Calgary, and then Tampa got swept by Columbus. Tampa winning that game changed history for them because they lose to Columbus in that five overtime period. I think you got the same old story again, maybe a five or six game series of Columbus winning it, but Tampa just took care of business. They lost game two, but then just kind of rolled right past the Columbus Blue Jackets and uh, good for them. Good for Tampa Bay. They got that quote-unquote curse. They got that monkey off their back, so to speak, and they kind of rolled past Columbus after losing game number two. Very cool, very cool, very impressive situation there. <clears throat> it wasn't the easiest series of all time, that's for sure, but Tampa did what they needed to and won in just five games, four to one. Absolutely outstanding job, to say the least. And then you finally, again, you wrap up with, uh, I mean, you look at the New York Islanders and Washington Capitals. Islanders roll out to a 3 nothing lead in the series. They can win game four, but they roll past Washington in game number five, taking a 4 nothing lead. Very, 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 very impressive job by the New York Islanders. And I think they're going to these finals, folks, since we'll get into the predictions now. Philadelphia versus the New York Islanders. New York Islanders are going to beat Philly in six, man. New York Islanders will beat the Philadelphia Flyers in six. It's going to be a low-scoring couple of games here. Obviously, both teams have guys that can score, and they both have outstanding goaltending. But I just think New York's better, and I think that, obviously, Barry Trotz is as good a coach as there is in the league, regardless of what you think of the neutral zone trap and all that. And it's it's not the 90s anymore. Yeah, well, it's working. It's working. Uh, and he won a Stanley Cup just two years ago against an awesome Vegas team. Wouldn't that be crazy if he beat Vegas again? <laughs> I don't know. Boston versus Tampa. That's an epic battle. Uh, good chance the winner of that goes to the Cup Final and wins the Stanley Cup, actually. Very good chance the winner of that series wins the Stanley Cup. I think there's an extremely strong strong uh, possibility of that, unless the Islanders are still going to stymie the next round at the end of the day. But I have the New York Islanders in six versus Philadelphia. Boston-Tampa, I think Boston wins in seven. I think Boston wins in seven. Tampa, it's just a crying shame that those two teams don't face each other in the East Finals, but, well, New York, if, if they get there, they'll have earned it, and doggone it, they really will have earned it. Uh, Boston versus the New York Islanders. So you got the New York and Boston rivalry once again. Oh, boy. Am I ready to make a crazy prediction that the Islanders go to the Finals? I think I'm going to stick with Boston. I really am. I, I'm going to stick with Boston. That's who I've kind of been with since January-ish, that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm sticking with the Boston Bruins. Not that I want them to win the Cup, uh, I, I did pick Vegas to win very recently, and that's going to be an awesome final if things head that direction. If they can get past the Vancouver Canucks, the team that we all thought was a garbage team and the Wild should have beat. The Wild were better than the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks have uh, The Canucks are more top-heavy, but the Wild were deeper, except at the center position and all that. Uh, yeah, we have a really nice third and fourth line, but, well, I mean, how many times do we have to keep saying, though? I mean, we, we all know this, right? You know, okay, sure, they only have the top line, but then we're deeper below that. Well, that top line was freaking good. And if you have a freaking good top line, you just might do something. 
Look at the Colorado Avalanche. Are they a top-line type of team? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, they just made mincemeat of Arizona. I mean, they, well, they that Avalanche grounded out those coyotes uh, up in the mountains there. That was a cute little take. Colorado versus Dallas. Uh, it's kind of like Sharks versus Colorado again. Yay. It's like the series that's going to be good. It's going to be one of those series that I'm going to underestimate because I don't like the teams very much. And it's like, and it's nothing against the Sharks. I kind of did like them, actually. It's just I was pissed off because I wanted Vegas to beat the damn Sharks and I wanted Calgary to beat the freaking Colorado Avalanche. And neither one did, actually. <laughs> so it was kind of depressing. I underestimated that series all the way up until like the fifth game. And I'm like, you know what? This is an awesome series. And I think it's going to be like that with Colorado and Dallas. It's going to be a back and forth. I hate Dallas. And I, I really hate the Dallas Stars. I don't know why. I just hate them. Uh, except for Anton Hudobin. Who can't root for him? And of course, Ben Bishop's a respectable guy, too. The two goalies are good. It's kind of like Rowley and Manny a little bit, I guess, for them in a way, where they kind of go back and forth, and they're both very reliable. Dallas has a legitimate chance to beat Colorado. They do, but uh, Grubauer is a damn good goalie, and I'm sure Washington misses the heck out of him. And yeah, Colorado's got the top heavy. They have, they have a lot of people think they're going to win the West. And I don't. Uh, think that's a stupid take at all. I don't. Uh, Colorado's going to outlast Dallas in seven. That's going to be another seven-game series. Uh, New York Islanders over Philly in six, though. Maybe even five. I might even go with five. Five freaking games. New York is going to beat Philly easily, I think. I'm going to be very surprised, actually. If Philadelphia beats the Islanders, then okay, I'll be like, sorry. I guess maybe they were just sleepwalking with Montreal, but ah, come on, man. They, they bleeped around too much with Montreal for me to take them serious. They're not a number one seed. Philadelphia is not a number one seed, okay? Vegas earned it. I mean, Vegas is legit, I think. Um, Vegas versus Vancouver. Well, well St. Louis did score 13-10 remaining <laughs> in the third period, uh, but I'm still going to go ahead. And if St. Louis wins, St. Louis wins. And if St. Louis beats, put it this way, if St. Louis somehow miraculously beats Vancouver and well, they still have to play a seventh game. That doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I think momentum would be on their side, and maybe they might actually beat Vegas. But Vegas versus Vancouver, that's going to be so tough. That is going to be so tough regardless. Heck, either either opponent's going to be tough for Vegas. they they got a tough draw here with this 4-5 situation. I mean, it's, it would have been, you know, Calgary, I bet they were, boy, I bet they were hoping they could play, play, play Calgary because I'm sure they beat them easily in like five games or something. It just didn't happen. Dallas was just the better team at the end of the day. Calgary played better in this postseason, no doubt, than last year, considering the way they whooped up on uh, Winnipeg. When a lot of people, everybody picked Winnipeg over Calgary except me. Nana na boo boo, I gotcha the eyes there. And New York Islanders over Washington. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep, I gotcha. I don't think anybody could pick Arizona over Colorado. I was just hoping Arizona would make it interesting or actually pull off a miracle upset. Nobody's picking Vancouver over St. Louis, but, well, nobody's doubting them now. <laughs> God. God. Vegas in six, I'm hoping, but Vancouver is going to be super dangerous. I might even go with seven again. I mean, this is going to be long. I think you're going to have several long series here in the in the conference finals, excuse me, conference semifinals for the National Hockey League. Fantastic, fantastic matchups. There isn't a boring matchup here. Even though some might think New York and Philly might be kind of boring. Nah. <laughs> New York's going to make things very interesting. I think they're going to do a damn good job, and I think they'll win that series. 
Vegas versus Vancouver is a tough back and forth for me, obviously. But I think Vegas is more of a complete team. I think so. I think they're just more sound. I love the job Peter uh, Dubois is doing there in uh, Vegas. I think he's doing a beautiful job. I really do. I think Vegas ends up outlasting Vancouver in six or seven. I'll go with six officially. Vegas versus Colorado, that is definitely going to be a seven-game series again. And, of course, I'll revise the updates next round if it's different teams because I'll probably be wrong about something. Hope not Vegas. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's what I'm rooting for now. Vegas over Colorado in seven. It's going to be very close, very tight, like one-goal games like every night. I don't think there's going to be any blowouts in that series unless I'm way the heck off. Boston versus the New York Islanders, that's going to go six or seven. We'll say Boston Bruins in six. And Boston versus Vegas in the Stanley Cup final, like I was saying before, and that should go to seven games. And I think Vegas barely, and I mean barely, outlasts the Boston Bruins uh, if they somehow survive uh, Vancouver somehow. St. Louis isn't surviving them right now. And the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to give an apology in, uh, in advance here because, well, the first segment of the uh, the Brave the Wild show. You're going to hear me doing updates about the first round of the cup final, uh, cup playoffs. So that's just a minor thing. Hope that doesn't bother anybody. Mostly that first segment is about just doing a season wrap-up type of deal. So don't get too annoyed at that, hopefully. This is just me, again, popping on to update the postseason. I'll pop on in, like, whatever it takes, 10 days from now, whatever, to uh, review the conference uh, semis and, and preview the conference finales. And I'll do it again for the Stanley Cup final. I mean, it's just, you know, quick little hop on the mic and have a little uh, back and forth, have my predictions moving forward here. Well, not much of a back and forth, I guess, with imaginary people, I guess. <laughs> I apologize for talking weird there. But what can I say? I'm burning, I'm kind of burning the midnight oil right now, per se. So it is what it is. Long, long, long day out there. And now it's raining, which is going to make me even more weird. With that said, but uh, I'm still sticking with Vegas for for now, and we'll see how wrong I am. But uh, to recap very briefly, Colorado in seven over the Dallas Stars, and it's going to be an epic series. Vegas in six over Vancouver. New York Islanders in six over Philly. Boston in seven over Tampa. Boston then in six over the New York Islanders. Vegas in 7 over Colorado and Vegas in 7 over the Boston Bruins for the Stanley Cup Final. Alright, with that said, wishing all of you a great uh, up and coming couple of, couple of days here and enjoy these conference semifinals and well it's going to be fun to keep up with at the very least. Something to talk about. I'm sure some of you are just mad about the Wild not being there, but hey, you know, we'll just get our building block here. Our ninth pick, we'll talk about that of course in State of the Wild. That'll be coming up as we head to the end of the uh, the whole postseason situation. So, again, that's the delay there. Uh, keep your questions coming for that. If you could, hashtag BTWMN, hashtag BTWMN. You could talk about anything, the postseason, the draft, free agency, Bill Guerin this, Bill Guerin that. Absolutely love the episode. i got to give some shout-outs, though, right here, right now. It would only be fair and only be polite. Obviously, Derek Felska, uh, Crease and Assist, absolutely wonderful blog out there. Look it up. Just Google Crease and Assist, and you will be on board and keep up with that. The guy does, does an amazing job. He's a great, great guy. Lives in western Wisconsin as a teacher. Of course, Minnesotan all the way. He's not a Packer fan, so don't worry about that. He's 100% Minnesotan. Minnesota teams and all that. Um, 
course, again, you got MNW prospects. What an amazing, amazing page. I'm so proud to be a part of that, covering the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, or you know, they call it the Q. <laughs> the w, uh, not the WHL, that'd be really fun, but of course, BCHL is fantastic. British Columbia, over there in the Vancouver area. <laughs> the Chilliwack Chiefs, yep, teams like that. We'll see what new prospects wind up in those uh, leagues right now, because most of my... Uh, Pretty much all of my guys have moved on, unfortunately, to uh, bigger and better professional levels. Well, uh, Nikita Nestorenko went to Boston College, just like everyone else that uh, <laughs> Paul Fenton drafted. So uh, we'll see what new prospects wind up in the uh, the juniors for me there, the PCHL and the uh, the Q. Uh, man, uh, Pavel Bennett, Justin Backey, Brandon Quast. Justin Backey and Brandon Quas both are parts of podcasts as well out there. The Sound the Foghorn podcast, not the Foghorn podcast, but Sound the Foghorn podcast. Justin Backey, a part of that pod, uh, part of that show, lots of fun, absolutely. And Brandon Quas is also a part of uh, Hockey Gone Wild. What a fun show! They have, they they bring in all kinds of little bits, like little games and stuff. Not really, yeah, games with each other. That's where it would be fun to have a co-host or two. It's just hard to be consistent. Uh, with the scheduling and, you know, you have to count on the other person. They have to count on you and blah, blah, blah. It's a team effort. Great job, guys, that are able to do this. I don't know. If, if, if you can get three people together on a weekly basis, that's, you're doing a good job. And me, I, I mean, I like the independence of being able to do it whenever. Cause I, but, boy, you know, and, of course, with the scheduling, sometimes it's tough to commit to a certain time, certain day, because you just never know what's going on. Or, of course, maybe it's just too late for them or too busy that they have something else going on in their life, which is completely understandable. But uh, really fun podcasts. encourage you to check those out without a doubt. Same uh, applications you'd use for any podcast, like Spotify. I didn't even mention Spotify. That's probably about as good a one as there is out there. Uh, Spotify is awesome. Obviously, Brave the Wild, thanks you very much, Spotify, for having you, uh, for having us uh, aboard your uh, wonderful application there. Any other shout-outs would be, of course, Minnesota Wild Global, Scott Cavendish, awesome, awesome, awesome page, absolutely awesome, keeping up with whatever it is, Minnesota Wild, NHL, and uh, wishing that uh, Love and Air was coming to Minnesota. Very frustrating for all of us seeing the New York bleeping Rangers get it. I'd rather see the Islanders get Love and Air than the Rangers, honestly. I like the Islanders more than the Rangers, if you can't tell. Uh, I gush about the Islanders all the time because I like the New York Islanders. And I'm just kind of like, eh, I just kind of like, oh, the Rangers. Mm. Yeah, they get everybody all the time. At least they did for the longest time, like the biggest free agent. And now, they, now they're now they back to doing it again. Freaking Panarin, oh, the Rangers. Uh, Marion Gabrick, the Rangers. Yarmo Yager, the Rangers. Eric Lindros, the Rangers. Don't you get sick of it? And then there was a little while where that wasn't happening, and they had a pretty respectable team, Henrik Lundqvist and all that. That was awesome. Now Henrik Lundqvist is really old, and some people actually want the Wild to sign Henrik Lundqvist for what? For what? Just 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 for uh, just to put him on the mantle or something for like a year? I mean, <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist for what? You know, you know what I mean? That's just that doesn't make any sense. Who would want a guy that's even worse than Dubnik? I don't want Dubnik anymore. God bless you, Dubnik. Respect you. God bless you. It's not personal. It's business. I mean, it is business. And it's a, you know, <laughs> it's a business, and he knows it, and everybody knows it. Um, I'd love to go into next season with Staylock and uh, Kapokakinen. So, apologize there. Now I'm just blanking and bouncing and all that stuff. So, of course, I got back into the wild and a little mini rant there. 
Minnesota Wild Global, though, absolutely. Austin Page, like I was saying, Scott ah, Cavendish, David Kostick, Chance Kostick, Kathy Main, Chad Walski, what an awesome guy he is. Love Chad Walski. Uh, Michael Fick, there's some others out there as well. Uh, just great people on that page, and highly encourage you to join it and have conversations. Of course, MNW Prospects, there'll be a link to that one as well. And of course, at Brave the Wild for hashtag BTWMN for questions and comments. Please get, get on there and talk to me. Absolutely fun. Again, today I'm just popping on and you know, just talking about the last series and predicting the next one. Of course, the, the next couple of series here is again, yeah, Vancouver. Just about wrapping things up and kind of a shame. I mean, you win a Stanley Cup one year and out of there the next and you have Jake Allen in that instead of uh, Pittington and, and Allen was the positive side of the two. It's just amazing how quickly things can change. But at least you got a cup, St. Louis. At least you got a Stanley Cup, and maybe next year you'll be back at it again. Hopefully they don't panic and fire Baruby uh, like early next year if things don't start off great. Vancouver just score again. Yes, they did. 641 remaining, 5 1. Vancouver can schmucks, and Baruby's got the look of. Uh, yeah, well, he's got the look. You know, just kind of like, I don't know, man. It is what it is. Okay, so we'll talk to you soon. Uh, take care, everybody. We'll get back to the conference final conversation and reviewing the semifinals after this and see if I'm right about anything. <laughs>